find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. This is Macy. This is Nicole. And you're listening to Buzz Killers, a proud podcast of the Podmoth Media Network. Wee. <laughs> hey, friends. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Sorry it has taken us so long. It's been a time. It has been a time, but we're. But now it's time ba- to come back. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're back. This is June's episode. Things are going to work a little differently this summer. Um, Nicole is not going to be researching anything. She's um, just going to be sitting here being my lovely commentatress. Um, I promise I'll say other things than wee. <laughs> I love that little, little guy in like the car with the, with the tin wheel. That's all I can think of when we do that. <laughs> He's so funny. Um, I'm going to be researching for you guys all summer. It's a Macy-centric summer, so I oh, will be yeah. presenting all of the cases for you. Um, we will be providing one episode, main episode per month um, for public listening. And then, um, obviously, the Patreons get their own special episodes. Um, and they also get uh, our main episodes a couple days earlier than y'all. So if you're interested in that, shameless plug, $2 a month, <laughs> you can go to patreon.com slash buzzkillerspodcast. jump into the Patron glass. Yeah, become a Patron. I'm sure that lots of people will tell you it's fun. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's going to be me. I'm going to be providing your cases for you once a month, and then we will come back in September with a little bit mo- more modified um schedule more episodes just a little different than what we were previously doing yes but we'll announce that at the end of the summer because we're still flushing out the details yes we are but But um, don't worry we're not going anywhere no we're no we're not going anywhere and we'll still be as obnoxious as ever (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're pretty obnoxious so um and proud (laughs) yes um so we are drinking a wine today. Nicole, what are we drinking? Yes, we are. We are drinking this delicious Cabernet Sauvignon called Cult. I'm so excited. <laughs> and I like that the back. Okay, so the, I'm going to just describe this really quick. The front is just a picture. There's no words on it. And it's all black and white. And it's people in there. It looks like they're sitting in like a movie theater. And they have those classic blue and red the 3D, 3D glasses. glasses on. Except it's, it's a whole black and white photo. And but you all, can tell like that's what it is. They're all like clearly staring up at the screen. And if you spin the bottle around and you look at the back, it says, do you see what we see? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, Cult is a full-bodied wine with a long finish. It is full of character with notes of black currant, bla- um, excuse me, raspberries and structured red fruits. 
don't know what that means. What is an unstructured red fruit? Somebody please tell me I these things. I you, thought you, you were talking about that earlier, and I thought you said an unstructured grapefruit. And I was like, what? I was so confused, but I was like in the middle of doing something, so I didn't say anything. But now that you say that, it makes more sense. Love me some unstructured grapefruit. I want some unstructured grapefruit. I'm serious though. So what the fuck is a structured red fruit? I'm, I'm gonna find out right now. Are there, keep un, are there unstructured red fruits? Oh my god! And what <laughs> are they? The questions that are on everyone's mind. <laughs> so this wine comes with hints of spice and berries that linger on the palate. Um, uh, it is 14.8% alcohol, and it comes from the U.S. of A. out in Napa Valley. Oh, okay. So, wee! I, I don't know why that's my thing today, and I apologize to literally everyone listening to this. They're going to be like, oh my god, please shut, shut this girl up. Shut up. Okay, I'm <laughs> literally looking up, like, unstructured red fruits. Oh, is it, is, is it structured red fruits? Yeah, it says oh. it's a structured red fruit. <laughs> that's why Google's like, what? <laughs> structured red. No, not, what? My, my, my Google options were structured red wine, structured red dress, Structure red blood cell. <laughs> it's not coming up for me still. It's just saying red fruits. Structured red fruit. Google has failed me. Oh my god, it has to do with like the parts of plants. You think so? I'm, I'm not a botanist. I'm that's what shit. it pulled up for me. It pulled up like morphology and anatomy of tomatoes. I'm not even kidding. I wish I was. Uh, that's a structured red fruit. The more you know, the more you calls. <laughs> not an ad. <laughs> not an ad. Just Macy being weird. I do that a lot. The funny thing is, though, like, nothing says structured red fruit. No, I know. Exactly. That's why I'm like, Google has failed It's just, me. like, talking to me about currently the most thing, the most popular thing I see is tomatoes. And I thought I saw like cherries. That's a picture of a pepper, and now I'm seeing strawberries and cherries. Structured red fruits. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't think I ever will. Maybe I'll ask my sister. Maybe she knows. <gasps> I'll be like, Krista, tell me what a structured red fruit is. You know, ask wine the stuff. grumpy sommelier. Whee! She doesn't know we call her that. <laughs> I think I think she actually does. I think I told her once. <laughs> And she was like, she was like, I don't really like that. And I was like, no, it's kind of funny because if you actually listen to how we talked about wine, you would be grumpy (laughs) (laughs) because we use terms we don't know and it's not pretty. And she was like, mouth feels. She's like, okay, yeah, that's kind of fair. Okay. Okay. We have to actually try this structured fruit wine. Oh God. Ready? I'm not, not in love. Yeah, I'm. I'm not loving it. Oh no! I picked a bad one for our first one back. I wouldn't say it's bad. It's definitely not one of my favorites. Ha! Wow. See, whenever I, whenever we do this, and we like when we rate things, I have to try and think about how I've rated other things previously, and I tend to be a pretty harsh rater. And there was a day I definitely gave something a zero because I just didn't out, <laughs> flat out didn't like it. I was like, "This is terrible." Zero. Um, <laughs> this isn't the worst thing I've ever had, 
But I definitely would never go out of my way to drink it again. I'm going to drink it because it's in front of me and I would really like some wine right now. I'd give it a two. I'll give it a three. Oh, you were nicer than me. <laughs> I think that the... I gotta hang on. Hang on. <laughs> She's going in for another sip, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I kind of like the tartness of it. It's not like a normal cab where it's like a little. It's not very dry, which is one thing that I like. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Well, it's very acidic. Yeah. Very acidic. So if you like acidic wine, definitely your thing. If you like red, that reds that are not sweet. Um, but I, it doesn't have that kind of like, I can't even think it's like oaky, buttery flavor at the yeah. end. I'm tasting more of the fruit. Yeah, it's like very fruit forward, but like the acidity of the fruit. Yeah. It's like the like the first thing on your mouth. It hits yeah. you in the palate. Did it get you in the palate? It did. It hit the back of my tongue and I like did like a little shiver. <laughs> I was like, Ugh. I was like, wow, it's like I have a sour patch kid in my mouth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But good. I like, okay, so five out of ten mouthfeels, friends. Colts gets five out of ten. It's not the worst we've ever rated, but it's not the best. They do have a um, Sauvignon Blanc. Ooh. So I'd like to try that. I would too. <laughs> um, but I only found this one, so maybe we'll go back and get that one. Um, but five out of five out of five out of ten. Hmm. <laughs> We're so awkward. I'm like still like <laughs> stuck. Like I just like I don't know if I like this. I, I'm like literally on the fence. Like I don't want to say I hate it, but I also don't want to say I love it. And I'm just like, it's not bad, but it's not great. And it's. I feel like if I was drunk, I'd like this wine. Probably. But I feel like maybe if I was eating a steak, I'd like this wine. Ooh, yes. As or a burger, a good burger, but you don't like burgers. I don't like burgers. It's so sad to me. I know. How do you not like burgers? Listen, guys, I have really weird dislikes of food. I am. She's the gonna be an old lady with dentures with that I have to feed chicken strips to. Yes, buffalo <laughs> chicken strips. <laughs> your old person's stomach will literally fall <laughs> out your butt. Who like? Was it? There was someone at work one day that asked me like what my favorite type of food was, and they meant like, you know. Italian, like Asian, know, Asian no. cuisine. Do you like? And I just straight looked at them and was like, "Buffalo chicken." <laughs> and they were like, "No, I meant." And I was like, "No, buffalo chicken." <laughs> they were like, "So American pub food," and I was like, "Yes, <laughs> most of it." Tyler loves like a Chinese food, Thai food. Chinese. Oh, we. I went to a great Thai restaurant. Mm. With my boss, and it was fantastic. I'm not going to name it or say where it was. <laughs> location, location, location. That is the answer. <laughs> um, I think I like southern food. I don't know. See, here's the thing. I've never spent that much time in the south. Oh I've, been, I've been to Florida once. I went to Georgia once. I spent about... Two days in Alabama, because that's where my parents were at the time, but then we went to Georgia. <laughs> um, I think I spent about a week in North Carolina? Asheville. Oh, Beach. Asheville, yeah. North and Carolina. I remember the food being fucking amazing, mm. but like, I don't think I know what qualifies as like Southern cuisine. Okay, so like, um, 
shrimp and grits. Um, Love grits. Which, uh, okay, guys. Maybe if, I would if, like something. If, yes. <laughs> if anybody is in the, like, Rochester area, really great little place called the Spirit Room. Highly recommend. Really, really great food. Interesting drinks. All really spooky. Love it. I want to go there so bad. Um, everything <laughs> is named after, um, like, famous psychic mediums and, like, Lily Dale. Do you know what Lily Dale is? Is that, like, a spinoff of Riverdale? I don't know what that oh is. Oh, my God. It's a... <laughs> it's a uh, <laughs> it's a... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> It's a psychic community in Ooh. Western New York. It's like a town where they all live. And you can go get, like, um, you can go get your fortune told and, like, you know. Like, um, so there's, like, a. I want to go here? Yeah, it's, like, um, I'm trying to, my, it's, like, a spiritualist colony. These are my people? Yeah. So there's, like, <laughs> if you go to um, Spirit Room, they have, um, a, like, a drink called the Lilydale drink. And they have like the planchette cool. and like a Houdini like drink or oh, like yeah. something like, you know, like it's like funky things like that. If you're interested in like going and doing if the, any of that or if you're like in the Rochester area, super cool, fun little place. Yeah. Um, this is really awesome. Um, I forgot why I got on this tangent. Oh, food. Because we went there and I got the best shrimp and grits I've ever had in my fucking life. <sighs> <laughs> like cheddar jalapeno grits with oh. grilled shrimp and like andouille sausage and then like this i don't even know what was in this broth man but they put broth like on top of the grits and the Ooh. like everything and you like you gotta like i'm telling you that was the first like oh the perfect bite have you ever had a perfect bite yeah where it's just like a little bit of everything on your plate you're like i wish i could save this moment forever amazing. food is so good i love food i'm not a person that eats to live i live to eat same i love fucking food anyway um really cool place but i like southern food i think like uh fried green tomatoes mac and cheese like uh cornbread pimento cheese like when we lived down south i was like this is the best this is the best <laughs> this, this is just this is the best i love i love it i love it here. <laughs> i bring mac and cheese to like every family get together and everybody's like why and i'm like because it's fucking good it's the greatest thing ever <laughs> and i play i've been playing with my recipes and i found a better one you found a better one than what i found a better one the one you make is already so amazing oh my god every so we went to um, a memorial day party and i brought it and there were a bunch of parents there that were like i got this because it was mac and cheese for my kid and I ended up eating it. Uh, and I'm back for seconds. And I was like, yeah. I win. I win. <laughs> <laughs> like little Yzma. <laughs> I win. I win. Anyway, now that we have successfully rambled on and on and on and on for 15 minutes. Yep. You want to get, let's get to it. Let's get to it. All right, guys. I'm really interested in this case because I had never heard of it before. You said you had heard of it. Um, or oh, like okay, I remember heard what we're of it about. at least a little bit enough for, for me to like explain it. And you were like, oh, yeah, I think I've heard that. I've yeah. never heard of this. Okay. I had started researching something else. Just like, sorry, tangent. I had started researching something else. It's probably going to be a Patreon episode. It's a little shorter than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Or like a even like a, I'll just record it and it won't be their episode. It'll just be like something to like be like, here you go. <laughs> Here's this. Here's this <laughs> random thing. Um, 
but it ended up being like a little bit shorter than I wanted it to be. And so I had to last kind of minute try and find something else. And um, I went on the lineup, which if anybody doesn't know that website, you should if you like spooky things. Yep. The lineup's pretty awesome. And they had a bunch of articles, and one of them was like famous murders in Texas or something. <laughs> and I looked through it, and I found this. Um, it is one of the most infamous infamous <laughs> in, sorry no. infamous unsolved crimes in the history of Houston, Texas. Ooh. Um and I honestly don't think it's unsolved, but there's no proof ah, to verify to verify anything. Okay. Um so I'm gonna kinda tell this a little bit differently. Uh I'm just gonna give you a, a like a little thing here. I'll tell you the what it is about. It's about the murder of Fred and Edwina Rogers, aka the Icebox Murders. <laughs> so, if you know anything about that, my mic is like fucked up. Hang on. I don't know. Why did it did it like go down all of a sudden? I think it kind of did. I swear that it wasn't like this. Okay, I'm gonna hold it. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> hello. Fuck it off. I'm done. Um, so. On June 23rd of 1965 in Houston, Texas, around 9 p.m., Captain Charles Bullock and his partner, L.M. Barta, of the Houston Police Department, were sent to 1815 Driscoll Street in the Montrose neighborhood of Houston, Texas, to perform a well check. Well, well, can't talk already. <laughs> Welfare check on Fred, who was 81, Aww. and Edwina Rogers, who was 79. Oh. Um, Fred like was it. a retired real estate salesman and Edwina was a sales representative. I couldn't tell if she was retired or if she was still working, but I'm pretty sure she was retired, but gotcha. I couldn't verify that anywhere. Um, they were following up on a call from a gentleman named Marvin Martin, who was Edwina's nephew, and he had grown concerned for his aunt and uncle when he had not heard from them in a few days. And they wouldn't answer the phone when he called. Mm. And as they were older, yeah, he was worried it was like one of those I've fallen and I can't get up situations. Yeah. Um. So he'd also gone by the house at one point and it was a one and a half story home. Um, but when he went, he found it was locked and all the blinds were drawn. And this is when he called the police and requested a welfare check. He's mm -hmm. like, something's, not something's right. wrong. Yeah, something's not right here. Um, so Captain Bullock and um, Officer Barda met Marvin at the Rogers house. And they knocked on the front door, but all of their knocks went unanswered. So they went around to the back. Um, at the back door, they found several flower pots that were piled up in front of the door, almost like a makeshift barricade. What? And I couldn't tell if they were like in front of the door I or like behind the door in the kitchen. I was just going to say, were they inside or outside? I think they were outside. I, was, I would assume outside if maybe all the blinds were drawn and stuff. But like, I just, I couldn't verify whether they found yeah. that inside or outside. So. Interesting. Either way, a bunch of flower pots. <laughs> a lot of flowers. Um, so this made Captain Bullock suspicious and they ended up forcing their way into the house. Um, Barta headed upstairs and Bullock went into the kitchen 
but it seemed like Fred and Edwina were just not home. It was pretty clean. Everything seemed to be in order. Um, Marvin even told Bullock and Barta that nothing looked really out of place. Um, the home was a bit disorderly, like lived in. Yeah. Um, but he said that that wasn't really out of the ordinary because they had a housekeeper that would come and tidy up for them. Okay. Um, and then um, it's unclear why the following series of events happens. All right, bring it on. And there are a lot of differing accounts. But either way, while Captain Bullock was in the kitchen, he decided to open the Rogers refrigerator. Um, some say that Bullock saw stacked food on top of the refrigerator, which prompted his curiosity. Um, others say that he was thirsty and he wanted to see if there was anything to drink. It was the middle of the summer in Texas, so it was hot. I guess. Um, but Bullock himself claimed um, that he looked inside the fridge for, quote, no particular reason. I don't know why I looked in the refrigerator, he said. For some reason, I just opened it. Honestly, I can kind of see that, though. Have you ever been like, in, you've been in your house and you've been bored and you walk around aimlessly and you like walk into the kitchen and you just open the fridge and you stare at it for a few minutes and you're like, nah, and you just close it and walk away. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, granted it wasn't his house, but like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like one of those kind of aimless things that you do when you just like don't know what to do. Exactly. Um, and by the way, that was a direct quote from the Amarillo Globe Times. Um, so when Captain Bullock opened the fridge... He found shelf after shelf of raw, washed, and unwrapped meat, which he assumed was hog meat, like H-O-G, like a wild hog. Texas. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the fuck? And then I was like, oh, wait, Texas. Um, <laughs> he, had a, he assumed at this point that the Rogers had maybe re- recently visited a butcher, um, but since they weren't home and it seemed to have been empty for a while he thought it was a shame that they were gonna let all of that meat go to waste he said he literally thought that oh no he's oh man he started to close the fridge door but something in the vegetable drawer caught his attention Uh oh what caught his attention might you ask oh god what body part is it gonna be i don't think i want to know go ahead a dismembered human head. Oh, yep, that would do it. Um, <laughs> it was the head of a female. Um, and in the other drawer was the head of a male. And that head had no eyes. Uh, gross. Um, uh, sorry. <laughs> these were later determined to be the heads of Edwina and Fred Rogers. Oh, things with eyes, like, give me the heebie-jeebies. Bullock and Barda immediately ran out of the house and called for backup. Yeah, I think I would. Um, When backup arrived, the Houston police began an extensive investigation of the home. I would. Um, Edwina and Fred's heads, torsos, and other limbs were found in the refrigerator. They'd... (laughs) I can't. They'd been carefully dismembered, drained all of their blood, and placed in the fridge. Drained of blood, too? Oh, my God. This is another quote from the Amarillo Globe Times. On all the shelves and in the freezer compartment were the dismembered bodies, 
cut in unwrapped, washed off pieces smaller than individual joints. He'd like cut their flesh off their bones. I'm going to throw up. Um, <laughs> and in and another investigator named investigator, <laughs> investigator, <laughs> investigator <laughs> named Henry uh, Henry Ismond uh, told the Amarillo Globe Times, "Dismembering apparently was done by a person with some knowledge of anatomy." Okay. The scene had been extensively cleaned before investigators got there, but trace amounts of blood were found in the bathroom. And this evidence suggested that the dismemberment of Fred and Edwina had taken place there. Um, an inspection of the local sewer system was also conducted. Uh. And investigators found internal organs from the couple uh. that had been flushed down the fucking toilet. Uh. This also indicated that the dismember- dismemberment had most likely happened in the bathroom. Oh. Um, however, some of their remains were never found the poor people that must have had to go down and search for that yeah it's gross i'm sorry all i can think of is like is this a spleen or is this a piece of poop <laughs> like <laughs> how do you know how do you know? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> like, how do you how do you search that disgusting dark deep gross nasty water that's not water and like Ew, it's pee. Yeah. Uh, hey, stop throwing things. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> so, like, I'm so oh upset God. by the pee. God, we do not give enough credit to forensic teams and police departments and people that do all of that because Nasty it is jobs. not fun, good work at all. Okay. So, <laughs> um, hmm. the autopsies of Fred and Edwina revealed how awful their deaths must have been uh, the medical examiner determined that fred and edwina mm. had died on june 20th wait what day were they found 23rd oh god of uh 1965 three days before their bodies were actually discovered and june 20th 1965 was father's day Tyler just mooned us. <laughs> I very much did not expect to look over and see an ass. <laughs> he just mooned us. A bare tattooed ass. <laughs> I hate that. I hate it. Do you hear me, Tyler? I hate it. Uh, and I paid for it and it sucks. Okay. <laughs> another story for another time. Um, so many listeners being like, no, no, no. Story for now. Story for now. <laughs> Tyler got a tattoo on his butt and I did not appreciate it. Now millions are going to know this story. It's your fault. He can hear me downstairs. <laughs> he got a tattoo of a smiley face with a mustache it's and some a- glasses on his butt. And he told me that that was what he wanted for Valentine's Day. So I paid for it, not realizing that it was going to be a smiley face with a mustache and some glasses. On his ass. On his butt. <laughs> who has to look at their at his butt for the rest of their life? Me. So <laughs> Apparently me. <laughs> <laughs> apparently you. <laughs> apparently a lot of people. <laughs> so there you go. Not another story for another time. Um, so June 20th of 1965 was actually Father's Day. So they had been murdered on Father's Day. Oh, no. And Edwina was found to have been beaten and shot in the head execution style. Oh, Jesus. Fred 
got much worse. Oh, no. Okay. He had been bludgeoned to death with a claw hammer. (gasps) The claw hammer was actually found on the property, although it remains unclear whether or not fingerprints were found on it. Interesting. Um, But this crime, or this murder of Fred in particular, seemed to be personal. Because the attacker had removed his eyes and his genitals. Oh. 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 Oh, no. Real personal. I was going to say, the difference between being shot execution style and being bludgeoned to death with a hammer than having your eyes and your genitals removed. Like, they were both dismembered, but that's the extra Mm-hmm. On top of the you extra. were like Fred was obviously the person he was really upset with. Yeah, he, whoever it was. Yeah. So, <laughs> yowza! Yuck. Um, where'd I go? Oh, okay, there we go. You're right here. <laughs> I'm right here. Um, okay. trace amounts of blood were also found in the keyhole to the attic door. Police found a handsaw in the attic which they assumed was likely what was used to dismember them. The police also found clothing, a hot plate and kettle, dishes, and a collection of ham radios. This is why I remember this. When the police discovered... Oh, sorry. I can't read my own notes. This is when they discovered that Fred and Edwina lived with their 43-year-old son, Charles. And he just lived like in the a attic. Creeper in the attic. Was there like fur- was it like a finished attic, like with furniture? Or was this just like was he like laying in a sleeping bag? In I don't know. I haven't seen pictures of it yet. I haven't looked them up. I'll sh- I'll send you one. I think it was a furnished room. Okay. He owned the home. Oh, okay, okay. He owned it. It was his house. His name was on the deed. But but he lived in the attic and basically. It's so weird. Okay, just okay. Le- just let me keep going. Okay, okay, go ahead. Um, so he owned the home, and he was nowhere to be found in the house. Um, and most of Fred and Edwina's neighbors did not even know that Charles lived there. What? Like when they interviewed them, they did not know. How do you not know somebody lives there? He was super reclusive, and Apparently. would leave the house before sunrise. And would return late at night. Didn't he have like a car or something? Or was he walking? I don't I was gonna like know. how do you not Oh my god, that's terrifying. He had very little contact with his parents. They would communicate by slipping notes to each other under his bedroom door. Oh my god, is he a prisoner? What the fuck? Weird, right? That's very weird. Um, And the family housekeeper later told police that it was possible that Edwina had not seen her son face to face for approximately five years prior to her murder. And he was living on the other side of that door? What? That's so weird. That's so bizarre. And this is what I'm telling you. Some of this shit is never going to be explained to you. Like, why did he do that? Why was he reclusive? I was going to say. What's going on? Like, why would you... He owns the house, but you basically give the house to your parents and live holed up in an attic to the point where you literally don't even see the people you live with for five fucking years. 
I don't know, man. So weird. Okay. So Charles was born on December 30th of 1921. He had received a bachelor's degree in nuclear physics. Oh, good. Okay. From the University of Houston. He had served as a pilot in the Navy. I don't know if that's right, but he had served. I saw he was served in the Navy and that he was also a pilot during World War II. Interesting. And worked and had at some point worked at the Office of Naval Intelligence. Oh, okay. He spoke seven languages. Wow. And was a part of the Civil Air Patrol in the 1950s. That's impressive. Um, he eventually became a seismologist. Isn't that the people to study like earthquakes? Yep. Kay. And he worked at Shell Oil for nine years. Wow. In 1965, Charles had inexplicably quit his job and moved in with his parents. He basically was like, I have this house. You come live with me. But he quit his job? Inexplicably. Nobody knew why. Um, Weird. Okay. No one knew what he did when he left the house or if he had even gotten another job. Did they ever, like, try and follow him on cameras? This is in 1965. Never mind. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Didn't, didn't exist. Didn't happen. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> um, he was super smart, but kind of an odd duck. That's what, like, a lot of... Yeah. Those are my words, but... <laughs> that's what it seems that's like. That's basically, like, what people yeah, were saying. Yeah, he, he was very, very smart and a little socially awkward. Yeah. And his family seemed to, like, live normal. Like, all their neighbors were, like, they were normal people. We didn't see anything. We didn't hear anything. We just waved at them every once in a while. Like, you know, they were, like, oh, they seem normal to me. I'm so confused by all of yeah. this. <laughs> so, obviously, police really wanted to talk to Charles. He seemed like the most likely suspect. Uh, Yeah, I mean, maybe. Wonder why. (laughs) Since, you know, there's, like, blood in the keyhole of his door. And And he's, like, magically missing. And there was a saw in his bedroom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That comes (laughs) up. But even if he didn't have anything to do with it, the police still wanted to talk to him. They were like, we're not going to come at him like he's a suspect right away. Like, we just want to talk because, like, what the fuck is going on yeah here? are you even alive basically um, so they so the police launched a massive nationwide manhunt for him oh shit they even checked local airfield records to see if anyone who matched his description had left by any sort of plane um but they couldn't find any lead what? um they checked like airfields and stuff because he was a pilot yeah he actually owned a plane at some point oh shit so like I don't know if he owned it at the time because they would have obviously noticed if it was gone. Yeah. But, like, he knew how to fly. That's nuts. Okay. Uh, no trace of Charles was ever found. Wait. Wait to this day? The case remains unsolved to this day. They never found this guy. Ten years later, on July 1975... Charles Rogers was officially legally declared dead by absentia by a Houston judge so that his estate could be handled. There is no trace of this man. No legitimate trace that they could find. Okay. Okay. Like what? Theory, hear me out. What if that's what he was doing? What, like running? No, no, no. In all of that time after he quit his job, what if he was, like, setting up another life somewhere? What if he was, like, getting himself prepared 
for this to then be able to easily disappear. He was smart. He was very smart. Oh, we got some theories, girl. We're going to talk about it. That's my theory. Okay. Okay. Bring it on. So the house at 1815 Driscoll Street um, was eventually torn down. And in 2000, new condominiums were built on the property. Don't think so I want to live there. But the okay. house is no longer there. You cannot visit it. I mean, unless you want to go to some condominiums. There's just some haunted condos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the first theory about this very mysterious case, which obviously it seems like Charles is like pretty <laughs> likely. <laughs> it seems you seem a little sus, sir. I'm a abigail. Like like <laughs> that whole like don't be suspicious. Like don't be suspicious. When when John Ralphio was like Tajikistan is off, Tajikistan is off. Like <laughs> that's not Charles because he didn't get caught. So <laughs> he, he's saying that as he disappeared into the dark of the night and was never seen again. <laughs> was never ever seen again. <laughs> Um, so the first theory we were going to talk about, I think, is very unlikely. Um, but I felt like we had to talk about it. Hold on one second. Before we do this again. Sure, sure, sure. Do this again. I don't want to say again. <laughs> <laughs> we do this a lot. I don't know. He was how old when this happened? Charles? Yes. 43. He was 43. And I'm sorry, what year was it? It was 1960. 1965. Okay. So any chances of him, he'd, he'd be dead by now. Oh, and like. It's just what I'm thinking. Some of the articles <laughs> that I was reading, like, they were, like, he would, like, at the time of me writing this, he would be close to his 100th birthday. Yeah. Like, he would be I mean, old as shit. I was going to say. If he's 43 in the 60s, that means in uh, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, he'd be, like, 60s, 70s, 80s. He'd, he'd be, be, like, 90 years old in the 2000s. I'm so bad at math. Yes. And then in 2010s, he'd be 100. Yeah. So, like, by now, he'd be dead. Oh, he'd be long dead, which is crazy. Oh, my God. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Bring it on. So, the very first theory comes from a book called The Man on the Grassy Knoll, which was published in 1992 by John R. Craig and Philip A. Rogers. No. And this suggested a incredibly wild and unverified theory i was gonna say this already sounds wild by the name <laughs> um the offers of the uh, offers what am i talking about i'm so frustrated right now um the authors of this book claimed that charles rogers was a secret cia agent who was involved in the assassination of president john f kennedy on November 22nd of 1963 in Dallas, Texas. Cool story, bro. That doesn't explain why he murdered and well, chopped up his Well, we're going to talk about what that is. Yeah. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. Bring it on. Oh, my God. I, I just looked at how I spelled assassination, and I'm like, Google, what is wrong with you? How did you let me do that? <laughs> um, so. <laughs> I laughed with wine in my mouth. I'm going to spit it out. <laughs> so November 22nd of 1963, when uh, – John F. Kennedy was assassinated. That's less than two years before Fred and Edwina's murders. Um, they claimed that Charles Rogers and Charles Harrelson, the actor, the father of acting Woody Harrelson. I, I was just going to say, um, Woody Harrelson. <laughs> were involved in the shooting. What? Of John F. Kennedy. How does Woody Harrelson's father bring... Oh, God, please tell me how he's involved I, I in this. I didn't find anything about why he was involved, and I honestly think this is so incredibly <laughs> far out. I just don't... It's just like this reach. They were just like, this actor's father 
it's totally this guy. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Stick him in there. <laughs> they claimed that Charles's parents had discovered his diaries that contained his notes about the assassination. And Edwina had been monitored, monitoring his calls, which is when they discovered his involvement in all of this. And he had to kill them. Okay. Problem with this. If you had to kill them because you were a secret agent, there very much would have been people to clean that shit up and they would have not found been found chopped into tiny little pieces in your fucking fridge. That's true. He could have called in his friends and they would have fixed it. I was going to say, I feel like the CIA would have come in and been like, swoop, gone there. <laughs> You've never seen them. They didn't exist. <laughs> we like, never here. <laughs> these are not the I droids am, you're looking for. I am not the droid you're looking for. <laughs> um, and this is a quote ex- like from the book, The Man on the Grassy Knoll. After the assassination, he had disappeared for five months. When he resurfaced, his mother began to get suspicious about him. He was always getting telephone calls at home, and she would have to take messages for him. And that's why they thought he had to kill them. (laughs) Okay, but, like, what kind of messages? I feel like I need more info about that. Okay, we're going to talk about this because, uh... Oh, wait, there's info on this? No. Oh. No. (laughs) I was about to be like, wait a second, they have info on this? No, no. We're going to talk about that at the end. Oh, no, Um, The authors also claim that uh, Charles was one of the three tramps that were arrested following the shooting. I had no clue what that was because I haven't taken high school history in a long time. So I looked it up. The three tramps, as they were called, were three men photographed being escorted by Dallas police near the school book depository after his assassination. That was from Google. Thanks, Googs. um, (laughs) Many of these allegations have never been proven. It is true that Charles was a part of the Civil Air Patrol in the 1950s, and the Civil Air Patrol is a congressionally chartered, federally supported nonprofit corporation that serves as the official civilian auxiliary of the United States Air Force. Everything you just said made my head hurt. Yeah, that's from Google. I did not follow. Um, This is... (laughs) So basically, it's like um, a a civilian branch of the Air Force. Okay. Um, Shorter to the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is um, this is so at the Civil Air Patrol. This is where authors the authors allege that Charles met David Ferry, um, and that's F E R F E R R I E. I'm sorry if I'm saying it's Ferry, right? Ferry. That seems right to me. Okay. Yeah. So David William Ferry was an American pilot who was alleged by New Orleans District Attorney Jim Garrison to have been involved in the conspiracy to assassinate President John F. Kennedy. Garrison also alleged that Ferry knew Lee Harvey Oswald, who killed John F. Kennedy. Interesting. Ferry denied any involvement in a conspiracy and said that he never knew Oswald. That was from Google. Um, David Ferry and Lee Harvey Oswald were in the same Civil Air Patrol unit together in the 1950s. And there are photos that have surfaced of the two of them together during this time. But that doesn't prove that they knew each other well. And it also doesn't prove that Ferry had anything to do with JFK's assassination. And therefore, doesn't have anything to do with Charles, really. Yeah, that it's like, is very you can't. Like, it's like, oh, wait, okay, there's a picture of them standing in the same patrol unit. But that doesn't mean they were friends. Yeah. Uh, like, I was not friends with everybody that's in my fucking class photo. Jesus Christ. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So the man on the grassy knoll has been widely criticized for several reasons. It's complete lack of sources and blatantly fictionalized accounts of certain events. Oh, no. Conversations and attributed thoughts. Wait, what? 
<laughs> yes. They like just fictionalized a bunch of conversations and were like, yes, this is proof. This is facts. Yeah, so. <laughs> Shit don't work like that. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think that it's, I, I think that it's possible that he could have had CIA contacts or contacts in the government. Yeah, um, he I mean, had been he w- in the military. He worked for Shell Oil, and he was incredibly smart. Mm-hmm. Like it's entirely possible he definitely had he, contacts. Th- that he like, had contacts, but I don't think that he was a secret CIA agent sent to assassinate John F. Kennedy. I just don't. Yeah. Um, I think that this is this next theory is a bit more plausible. Okay. Um, the next theory was published in a two thousand a book. Macy, just read what you wrote. Um. The next theory comes from the Icebox murder, which was published in 2003 by Hugh and Martha Gardenier. They're a Houston couple who began investigating the murders in 1997. Um, Hugh (laughs) Hugh and Martha claim that Charles suffered years of emotional and physical abuse at the hands of his parents. They claim that the majority of the abuse came from Fred, which is why Fred's murder was much more violent than Edwina's. Yeah. Um, they and they claim that he was abused up into his adulthood. Mm. Um, they claim that Fred um was a gambler, a bookie, and a fraud, and that both Fred and Edwina were con artists who were taking loans out in Charles's name forging his signature on deeds of land he owned and robbing him of his life savings. So they're basically trying to allege that the house that he supposedly owned was not really owned by him because his parents basically forged the paperwork. Um, I think that they were freeloading off of him and had basically kicked him out of the bottom part of the house to live in the attic. Cause I was gonna That's say, what I think. Well, Because I was going to say, at that point, if they're really just like stealing all that shit from him... And doing all that, why would you even, like, <sighs> he was so successful, it, like, it's a little strange. That he wouldn't just, I mean, okay. There has to have been something, if it was Charles, there has to have been something going on between him and his parents to drive him to murder them. Well, I was going to say, because I was going to say the thing that, like, pisses off myself, too, on top of a lot of people, is, like, when there's abuse, why don't you just leave? Mm. And I understand you can't always do that. I like went to say it and I was like, mm, he might not have been able to like I, th- who knows what they were doing to him. They could have blackmailed him. They could have fucking done mm-hmm. anything to just keep him locked upstairs. Passing notes under the door might have been because they fucking had him padlocked up there for all we fucking know. Like, um, fucking know. Yeah, it was weird. Um, the In the book, the Gardeniers frequently call friend and Edwina devious con artists. Um, and they also suggest that Charles may have been planning this murder for a long time. I don't think I blame him. It's said that we die two deaths. The first after we exhale our last breath. And the second, the last time someone speaks our name. I'm Alicia host of Dead On, a true crime podcast. Together, we'll honor the victims of violent crime, investigate what makes criminals tick, and shed light on long-forgotten cases. Come on this journey with me. Dead On is streaming now, everywhere you love to listen.
Dark Cast Network. The light shines brightest on our indie podcasts. Hey there, Rainbow Warriors. I'm CJ, host of Beyond the Rainbow, true crimes of the LGBT. My episodes focus on crimes committed by and against the LGBTQ community. I've covered cases you probably have heard of, such as Matthew Shepard, Brandon Tina, and the Orlando Pulse nightclub massacre, as well as some lesser known cases like the murder of Ray Hainish, the Australian gay beat murders, and the suspicious disappearance of Lisa Lynn Stone. I cover cases brought to me by listeners like Penny Brummer, who I believe was wrongfully convicted, taboo cases such as lesbian corrective rape and murder in South Africa, and pray the gay away camps. I discuss gay serial killers, women who pretend to be men to hook up with other women, and trans murders. I'm opinionated and uncensored. I know I'm not everyone's cup of tea, but surely I'm someone shot at tequila. No matter what your gender or orientation in life might be, please join me as I tackle rainbow crimes in search of unicorn justice. Remember, it's not a crime to be gay. Unless you're a murderer. Okay. Um, they also suggest in their book that someone that fit Charles's description was seen using an alias and asking about jobs overseas. They suggest that it is likely that Charles did have CIA contacts due to his work in the oil and gas industry and that he may have used those contacts to flee the country following the murders. That is possible. He did own a plane, like I said, at one point. So fleeing Houston via some sort of aircraft would have been plausible. Yeah. Um, they also believe they've tracked his movements to Mexico like I like I'm guys if you really want to know more about this case I suggest reading this book I obviously didn't have that much time Mm -hmm. but I plan to read it it's on my um I get a I get a book for Christmas every year so it's my book for Christmas I actually have like 20 books but and in that list (laughs) but it'll probably (laughs) be the one I pick because I'm interested um I'm interested to find out how what sources they have I was gonna say I'm very curious to see Mm -hmm. how they traced him to Mexico yeah um, they they think that they've tracked his movements to, ne- to Mexico, where he started a job at a mining company through his oil industry contacts. Um, but there is no real concrete evidence to support this, which is why police haven't really followed up on this. Yeah. Um, they believe that he eventually ended up in Honduras um, and was killed with a pickaxe to the head during a wage dispute with his co-workers fun um but the icebox murders um by it's like the art i think it's still the amarillo globe but they amarillo globe i think um they had somebody read the book this book yeah and review it and they called it a work of fact-based fiction so they basically took the facts they had and spun it to form a tale and with what like I mean, it definitely seems more plausible to me than him being <laughs> one of the guys that assassinated JFK. Yeah, I don't think that. that I don't think that at all. I was just like, that doesn't seem right to me. I mean, I can honestly see him just all that time when they claim. I mean, how did they? Okay, that's my other thing is how did they know 
he was if nobody ever saw him how how did they know he was leaving before sunrise and coming back after dark um because they're because i mean marvin the the nephew that was there he knew okay so that's clear that's clear but the neighbors didn't really know that's clearly fact Mm -hmm. so that comes from straight from the family and he's like yeah that happened so okay they like he basically was like like when they talked to fellow family members they were like yeah he's weird like He's a recluse. We barely ever see him. I feel like, I honest to God, feel like I don't know why he committed the murders. I don't know what the cause was. I don't but he, know if it was abuse. I don't know. Yeah. But I feel like he spent that time. Where he quit from his job. Building an escape. Yeah. He, like, planned out the murder, planned out his escape, and lived out his days If he had else. a job, there would have been a record of it. The moment they launched a nationwide search for this man, somebody would have come forward, even if he was being paid under the table, and been like, yeah, like, I was... If there was a massive reward for him, oh, yes. Exactly. Like, oh, I was paying that guy to fucking mow my lawn and, like, do my garden every day or something. Like, he came over once a week and cleaned my house. Like, I don't fucking know Can you imagine how much money he made at Shell? Oh, probably a lot. As a seismologist, like, come on. And who knows? He could have squirreled money away. Even if they were stealing his money, he could have been hiding it. He could have purchased a fucking aircraft under a fake name. He could have squirreled money away. Well, can you even imagine, too, in 1965, how much easier it would be to, like, not have a paper trail? Exactly. You pay with cash. No, you don't need your ID. There aren't all questions. these laws. No you, one asks questions. You can walk in. I could say I'm freaking John Smith and I want to do this. And they're like, okay, John Smith. They don't ask for my ID. They don't ask for my social security number. I'm literally looking they at just, a case right now from like the 80s where like you could like you could go to a hotel and check in and they wouldn't ask for your ID and it would be under a, a different name. See, when you I, go to a hotel, you have to show them your ID. Oh, yeah. That's like like when you have a when you have an Airbnb, you have to provide your ID for them. Yeah. Whenever you book any kind of reservation, whoever has that reservation has to come with ID. Like and if you like I know that now it's a little different like because they have apps and stuff where you can do like touchless so that like covid because yeah. of covid, but you still have to pro- like load a picture of your ID into that app. Yep. To be able to do it. Absolutely. Like because there has to be a way to verify it to you. That's crazy to me. I, I, st- I think, I really think he spent that time building an escape and a life outside so that when Setting he, up, like, getting a house that he probably bought under a fake name. Yep. Like, several states away. He could have escaped in a plane he bought under a fake name. Like... He could have had a car, like, freaking stashed down the street. Literally. He could have had... He could have set up bank accounts under an assumed name. He probably just fucking drove himself to Canada was like yep i am now joe schmo and they were like cool welcome joe schmo and he lived the rest of his life out in canada like it could have been anything like that yep i don't know if there was abuse going on i don't know if there's enough evidence to support that and i like i said i haven't read either of those books um so i just wish there was more information about especially because of the overkill on the father like i wish there was a little bit more background so I could understand. But that was the like, thing is everybody said they were normal people. They didn't notice anything wrong. Like there's nothing to report. And the and it was so well cleaned. 
Like the whole house was so was, well cleaned. I was going to say the fact that they only found trace amounts of blood. That meant that he spent days. Fr- probably cleaning. From, from the time that they were murdered. what It was three days, three days. right? Three days. He had to have murdered them. He then had to have drained them of blood. Who the fuck knows where he did that? In the tub. It was in the tub. Yeah. And then he had to figure out how to get rid of all of that blood evidence. He wa- I'm, I'm sure that he spent two days scrubbing that bathroom. Well, and the, thi- the funny thing that gets me is there's like, you know those cases where it's like, oh, we walked into the house and there was a clear smell of bleach. Like, there was clear, like, cleaning supplies in the trash or something. Like, nothing. There was no mention of, you could tell that somebody had just cleaned. Like, there was clearly, there like, was empty one bleach article containers. But, like, that I remember reading that said that there was an odd smell. Because, well, obviously, there's fucking there's raw dead, meat dead in the, bodies in in the, the fucking <laughs> fridge. I mean, even though they're cold, that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean they're not decaying and they don't smell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then... There was also a, the, that same article said something about like there being an uneaten meal on the on the table, but I didn't see that anywhere else. Huh. So like, okay. I'll mention it now because it was interesting and it was in there. Definitely, I definitely read it, but I didn't see it anywhere else. It's not verified anywhere. Yeah, else. Yeah, I was like, if I had, I would have mentioned it before had I like seen it in multiple articles. But like, can you see why this is like frustrating? Infamously like <laughs> unsolved, like because people are like, "What the fuck?" Like, it's so bizarre. There's seemingly no reason, mm-hmm. and there's no evidence. Like the only evidence points to Charles, and they can't fucking find him. I, was gonna, I wish, like I said, I wish there was just a teensy bit more. Like. What did his coworkers think of him when he worked at Shell? What was that like? Like, did he have coworkers that came forward and said, like, mm, yeah, he seemed a little bit off to me? Or no, that's not correct. That's the thing is, like, he seemingly normal three years went through the normal motions of adulthood. He worked his job. He got his degree. Like, he, he served his country. Like, yeah, come on. Like, he was just doing the damn but thing. But could it have been? PTSD. Oh. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about that. That is a very good point. If he was serving, who knows? Like, he could have had an episode. He could have. And, like, like, that stuff wasn't really diagnosed back then. And maybe that's why he became a recluse. Maybe something happened. And he either felt like he couldn't handle himself in public anymore or he just didn't feel comfortable going out. So he became this recluse. And then over time, like the passing of the notes under the door to his own parents, like not living in the same home and not seeing somebody for five years, like even though that's not proven, but like it's just something like that. It's like it's almost like you're trying as hard as you can to distance yourself. Exactly. It's weird. And it's like and I don't even know when he started doing that. That's the weird thing, too. It's like, was he always like that? Oh, so from the moment he quit his job, did, was he like that? Or was that, like, something that happened gradually after yeah, he and quit his job? I don't know. Or was he like that before he quit his job? Exactly. Who knows? Oh, my so God. So weird. There's so many questions. <laughs> this, is why oh. I was like, this is why I was like, um, I have to do this now. Like, <laughs> I, I, I was like, um, I don't know anything about this. I'm very intrigued. This is going to drive me nuts. Mm-hmm. And literally took the time to drain them of blood, wash all of their 
their all of their body, clean it, dismember it, put it in the fridge, and put the heads in the vegetable drawers. Yeah, like that's very specific. It's like almost OCD. Ah, like. They were perfectly dismembered. You said it was almost like joint by joint. Mm-hmm. Perfectly drained of blood. The head in each drawer stacked stacked neatly to the point where the person literally thought they had gone to the... The cop thought they went to, to the, the butcher. butcher. Mm-hmm. Like... Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I need to know more. <laughs> Honestly, PTSD kind of makes a lot of sense there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they ingrain that in you when you go into the military in mm-hmm. any way shape or form your bed is to be made a certain way you tie your shoes a certain way your hair is pulled back a certain way your facial hair looks a certain way like yep there's hair on my tongue <laughs> um <laughs> sorry <laughs> all of a sudden i was like oop that doesn't that doesn't feel right um <laughs> but no that's weird that's oh god the theories Ah, it's gonna bug me. That's gonna drive me nuts. <laughs> that's gonna bug me. Anyway. I just like I want like that little extra bite of information, and I'm never gonna get it. I know. That's what sucks about unsolved ones, and like especially when I read, I was like, oh, okay, they live with their son. He didn't, and then they went. <laughs> that's like the first thing I thought. Like, oh, they live with their son. He didn't. <laughs> they live with their son. He's never been seen again. Yeah, he was. No, no but I, it was before I even got to that part. Really? Yeah, I was just like, ah, oh, yeah, he did it. Because like a couple of a couple <laughs> of articles were like, oh yeah, they lived with their son and like, and the blood was found in the keyhole of his door, and I was like, ah, oh, he fucking did it. Yeah, kind of. And the handsaw was found in his room, and da da da, and I was like, ah, oh, yeah, he fucking did it. And then it was like, and he's gone, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and we never found him. Wait, gonna, wait, 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 wait. I was wait, gonna wait. say, and I feel like. I almost feel like the lack of information is on behalf of the police. Oh, probably. They probably haven't released everything. It's the same thing we talk about all the time. The fact that because it's unsolved, they have withheld information in case somebody ever does come forward. They can be like, well, what about this? And they can immediately, with that drop of evidence, prove somebody right or wrong. Right, right. And so I feel like they, they haven't said, were there fingerprints on the hammer? Were there fingerprints on the saw? They're waiting to see, like, if we can get more information, like, if they have information that only they know. Because you said there's rumors that they found a hammer, but they didn't confirm it, right? No, they found the claw they fa- hammer, okay, but, it w- but there were, it was unsubstantiated whether they had found fingerprints on it. And they, did they even mention, was there blood on it? And They didn't mention that either. There we go. This is weird. There's, like, certain little bits that's like, we should know that. Handsaw. They never mentioned whether there was blood on the handsaw. Exactly. They like, said they said it's on the door. They said they found the then they said they found they found the handsaw in the room, but was there blood on it? Like part of me believes that because they didn't say so, there was there. Like, but it could be either one. There could have he could have cleaned up so well, and they could too. And to be honest, they could even be doing a little bit of a public lie. They could say, "Oh, we found the hammer and we found the handsaw." But maybe they didn't. Maybe they didn't find the handsaw. And so whoever comes forward is like, yeah, I left the handsaw in the bedroom. They're going to be like, ooh, actually, that's not a true piece of evidence. They'll do oh, that. Oh, yeah, They'll yeah, They'll drop, yeah. like, little hints like that to see if people To will... weed people out. Yeah. Yeah. It literally could be anything. So weird. But now that, like, that drives P- me nuts. <laughs> PTSD seems very plausible. 
It does. Now that I think about it. Yeah. Because I hadn't even thought about that. Um. Yeah. No. Fuck. Christ. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Jesus, Mary, and the camel. <laughs> Jesus Christ on a cracker. All right. <laughs> well, that's the uh, horrible, horrible murder of Edwina and Fred Rogers. Yeah. Found in, their, found in their fucking refrigerator. Jesus Christ. Okay. Anyway. Not. All right, Nicole. Where can they find us? Oh, my goodness gracious. I'm going to talk super slow until I pull up our list. She was not expecting me to be like, uh, okay. It's very unprepared. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now tell them. Um, so, like we mentioned earlier on in the episode, we have a lovely Patreon. We which do. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Patreon.com slash Podcast. And this is a subscription service. You go on, you pay either $1 or $2 a month to subscribe to our page. We are very cheap dates. And you get all sorts of bonus content, like Macy had mentioned, episodes earlier than when we release them bonus monthly episodes um i usually uh, like right now i'm kind of using it as like i if i see an article i really like i post it and i'm like what do you guys think about this <laughs> or i'll post like i posted pictures from my little adventure to rochester this weekend yeah like we'll do things like that we have a lot of plans and a lot of ideas and it'll s- more content will be coming to the patreon um guys so we have some spooky outings planned and i I'm here for it. I'm, I'm so, so excited. fucking <laughs> here for it. So I'm gonna up. sing some S- opera to a ghost. <laughs> see, you want to see Macy sing opera to a ghost? Sign up for the Patreon. <laughs> That's all. I'm leaving you with that. Um, <laughs> we are all over social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. And TikTok, not or. <laughs> Grammar. <laughs> At Buzzkillers Podcast. At Buzzkillers Podcast. We are on Twitter at Buzzkillers Pod. At Buzzkillers Pod. Um, you guys are welcome to check out our YouTube right now. I will say it is very outdated. We are working to go back and we are going to be revamping our older episodes, try and bump up that volume, um, get the audio quality just a little bit higher for you guys. We're listening. We hear you. It's going to be fixed. It's in progress. This is partly why we're taking the summer to do, like, exactly. we're doing less episodes <laughs> so that we can do some more backlogged work we have a lot of work to do and yeah. we promise it's, it's coming it's coming <laughs> it's coming it's coming um uh, but you can check us out on youtube hop in your search bar um search bus killers colon a true crime podcast bus killers colon a true crime podcast and we should pop right up while you're there please hit that subscribe button um if we get enough fucking subscribers <laughs> I forgot the word subscribers, so I just threw a swear in there. So like, That's what you do. That's get what enough you do. fucking subscribers, man. Um, my, mom, my mom's at home going, oh, God, I'm so proud of her. Um, <laughs> if we get enough subscribers, we can get our own personalized URL so that you can find us a little bit easier. Um, Thank so you for liking and subscribing. Out. Exactly. <laughs> um, and if you are interested listening more than you already have and you would like to find what platforms we are on, we basically are on any platform that you can get your podcasts from. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Slash, Audible, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and of course our wonderful host, Platypus Podbean. We love them. Is that it? That I feel like it was longer. Oh, and our website. Oh, that's 
That's why. <laughs> I always do that. I'm like, I'm staring at our website reading this list. <laughs> you think I'd remember it. <laughs> we I, was have, like, I was like, I feel like there's one more thing. <laughs> we have a wonderful website. It is www.buzzkillerspodcast.com. Buzzkillerspodcast.com. Um, if you head on over there, there's all kinds of different fun things that you can find. There is a little page that tells you a little bit about Macy and I. You can see some cute photos of us. We're fun. Um, we are fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is a whole page dedicated to all of the wines we've tried. Um, it is completely up to date. I made sure I went back and I have put everything up there that we have tried. I think there's only like one thing missing and I think it is... It was the wine that we got from Bellhurst Castle that was sent to us by fans only because I could we literally have not been able to find a picture of the bottle. I feel like I had one. You had one. It was like in a group picture of like a bunch of different bottles from them. Oh, did I crop it? I think you did. Oh. And I like tried to go in and it's kind of like behind bottles and I like tried to go in and crop it and I like was like this is just not going to work. We'll just <laughs> we'll just get another bottle sometime and take a picture of it before. <laughs> then we'll always have it. We will have to. <laughs> um uh, yeah, but all of those wines are up there with names and descriptions, so you can check out every wine we have ever tried. They are all incredible. Um, we highly recommend checking out that page. It's fun. Um, we really like the wines. That's part of why we do this. We like trying new stuff. I was going to say, even like today when we try like a 5 out of 10, it's still a fun experience. I can still say, hey, I tried that wine. and My palate is significantly different than it was. It really is. Like, there are wines that I would have never even touched before. I, before we started this, I hardly ever drank red wine. Ever. Yeah. Red white, wine was like, wine. I was always white wine. I loved sweet wine. Now I'm at the point where I'm like, any white wine basically is good. There's very few that I'm like, ooh, I don't like that. Now I love, like, everything. I love, I love most. We've that we've had Sauvignon Blanc, love it. We've had Chardonnays, Zinfandels. You know, Chardonnays are always good. Sometimes Chardonnays can be oaky. <laughs> we avoid Pinot Noirs. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Tyler found one. At, we because did I, he really? I, we, yeah, we were at we were at the store, and I and guys, I'm sorry, I shot by the label. I do too, <laughs> because that's part of the point of this. Um, we like the spooky wines, which is why I picked Colt. Exactly, um, and. Tyler was like, "Oh, Macy, look at this one." I forget what it was. Um, I feel like I feel like I've seen a few too that I've been like, "Oh, this one looks cool," and I picked it up and I've seen Pinot Noir. And like, eh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not brave enough yet. So, yeah. um, but like <laughs> we've been we've been trying a lot of stuff. So not just sweet stuff. Yeah, and we, we'll even try the occasional like not spooky, just kind of like like we had that fun Fetty wine or like yeah, confetti or confetti. whatever it was, and like. It was good. Exactly. Like, we had sweet bitch or whatever. Like, yeah, on. we've had we've had quite a few. And they have and a new wine out. Do they really? That's because they had the red. I think we tried the rosé Moscato. I think we did. And now they have like a regular white Moscato. Oh. So maybe we'll try that next and I'll get the and I'll get the Sauvignon Blanc. So many we want to try. And it's yeah, it's just check out the wine page, guys. I highly recommend yeah, it. Yeah, it's super fun. It's super um, fun. And even like our our Patron, Victoria. Hey, shout out, girl. Yes. Um. She has gone and found the Snoop Dogg Rosé. And she said she really likes it. So, or she likes it. I don't know if she really likes it. Um, you, you tell me, Victoria. Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> I really, really hope Victoria likes that wine because it's freaking awesome. It, yeah, I, I feel like. It, I understand it's not for everybody. That's a thing. But it's like a, like, it's a good starter wine, I feel like. Especially for somebody who doesn't know a lot in like something sweeter. What are you looking for? So oh, I was on the topic of wine. We had um, a listener 
who was trying to choose a wine for their wedding that posted and they were like trying this wine tonight based on a re- like a recommendation from Buzzkiller's podcast. Oh, yeah. Hey girl, hey. It was the Snoop Dogg Rosé. That's what made me think of it and they Tell were like, us what you thought of it. They were like we're normally not a Rosé person but Buzzkiller's made us do it and I was like, "Yeah." Did you I, choose it for your wedding? Tell me. I felt I'm so sad right now because our our Instagram it was they, she posted on Instagram whoever this was and our notifications only go back so far and I can't find it. Did she, was it something we were tagged in like that could maybe give us a message? It, it like popped up as a notification, but our, our activity only goes back so far. I'm trying to see if maybe it was in a message. I feel like I'm going to find, Oh, it might've been maybe. I don't know. It might've come out in a message. I just know that somebody tried it because we recommended it. And I think that's amazing. Thank you so much. for Thank you for trying. I don't even care if you like it or not. Like, just going based off a recommendation just like makes me like hee. <laughs> we we really like that wine. It's, it's really good. I honestly it's my go to when I go to the store. Honestly, and I'm like, I, could, I just want wine and I don't know what I want. I yeah, yeah. I could <laughs> I could honestly do without I'm sorry, his Cali Red. It was not one of my favorites. I was gonna say it wasn't a fan of the Cali Red, but the but rose. The rose is good. And Martha so. Shard is just as good. You yes, yes, Martha Shard. We could talk <laughs> about wine for literally hours. I love wine. <laughs> um, wine is so good. But um, this tangent was brought to you by our website. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you're still listening, we were discussing what you can find on our website. <laughs> I'm oh so God. sorry. We, like I said, we love wine. Um, <laughs> we, we also just love talking to each other. That, so. that too. <laughs> we work together and spend nine hours a day together and we still find shit to talk about afterwards. <laughs> The fact that we still get along is a miracle and a half sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> we literally you spend... Don't make, you don't do anything to make me mad. No, you don't either. <laughs> like, even if you did, I'd be like, hey, don't fucking do that. <laughs> well, like, and I'd be like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. Cool. <laughs> Want to go shopping? <laughs> I'd, be like, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be like that one time my sister, like, threw my phone at me, and then uh, we were so mad at each other, and then, like, two hours later, she's like, you want to go get some ice cream? <laughs> And I was like, yes. <laughs> that is the definition of sisters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She like threw my, she like held my phone out the window and she was like, I'm going to drop it. And I was like, yeah, you can explain to mom why it's broken. Like, and buy me a new one. And, oh she, and she was like, you're a bitch. And threw it at me. <laughs> and then was like, you want to go get ice cream? <laughs> Sisterly love. Now that I've <laughs> aired out my sister's business. <laughs> she doesn't um, listen, so it doesn't matter. And just one last thing is on our website, we have a wonderful contact page, which will connect you straight to us. Yes. You fill out all those little fields and you hit that submit button. It sends an email straight to our email. We, it is the best way to communicate with us. Some people prefer, you know, reaching out on social media and stuff, but I will say our email is definitely the best way to reach us. I know we both have notifications set up on our phone. Um, which is (laughs) sometimes though, if you get to it too fast and you open it, I won't get them. Do you? Oh, no. I'm so sorry. Because <laughs> there have been times where I've noticed that, like, people have messaged us, and I've been like, I didn't see that. <laughs> I'm going to start marking when did that. Happen? I'm going to, like, read something and then mark it on red. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just mark it on red. I mean, I check it all the time, and if I see there's an unread message, I'll, I'll read 90% it. 90% of the time, our <laughs> messages are from Victoria, and I love it. Hi, Victoria. I think literally our entire inbox right now is like Patreon messages with Victoria. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like clean out our inbox, but I like to leave those there. I'm like, I love Victoria. She loves us. <laughs> um, hey, hey, girl. Hey. 
Um, but if you don't want to use our website, you can email us directly. We are buzzkillerspodcast at gmail.com. Buzzkillerspodcast at gmail.com. And you can send us anything, guys. Uh, Victoria, I kid you not, writes to us like three times a week, and I absolutely love it. I have a blast. It, reading it'll her be messages. like everything from like, she sends us case recommendations. She like reviews our recent episodes. And it's like, oh my God, I love this. We like, <laughs> she sends us just like sweet little messages that are like, hope you girls are doing well and i just it makes me smile it, yeah it makes my day it makes <laughs> I like, my day i like well i'll get the email sometimes and i'll screenshot it and i'll send it to mason i'll be like oh my god look what victoria said <laughs> 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 and i'll be like when did we get this email <laughs> i know <laughs> i'm sorry i know you're fine you're fine <laughs> I, you like you like you said you screenshot it and send it to me so i'm like oh okay we just got an email cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it wow <laughs> but yeah send us love send us case recommendations send us wine recommendations send us um topics for the month yeah uh, your I mean, own personal stories yeah whatever you want to want to send we are open to it like constructive criticism if there's something that you would like to hear us do that we're not doing right now or if there's any information that we missed on a certain case yeah if you have any on and honestly if you have any personal experiences about places we've talked about or you know something about a case that like you know we mentioned this case and you know we don't we did like australia and you happen to know a little bit more because you're from australia yeah, like i don't know anything about australia i know like, like it's humans are not perfect so sometimes we miss things sometimes we mess up just be nice and we will listen and we will come back and be like hey thanks yeah we appreciate hey, i it. will add i mean i mean it's like if you've ever listened to the bell witch episode i added an addendum <laughs> at the end. so like just we'll yeah. we'll always add it to the episode if like there's something that we missed don't be afraid to reach out because we love you guys and obviously this wouldn't be possible without any of you i know we're like so blessed to have this outlet to do this and we're so thankful that you guys have bared with us while we took a little bit of a mental health break we were working ourselves a little too ragged mm -hmm. it just was a little too much with the new schedules like you know with COVID and everything everything was so much pared down and we weren't working full-time and we had much more time on yeah. our hands to be researching and doing these things and now that we're working full-time jobs it's a little bit more mm -hmm. difficult so we just appreciate you guys being willing to work with us and like loving us we just love you guys yeah. and just a small little shout out to my wonderful partner here macy because Aww. she listened to me ball my eyes out and <laughs> was very understanding and very receptive and i couldn't think of a better partner oh so, i love you <laughs> moment <laughs> seriously this is i love this fucking podcast and this is the most fun i've ever had i love this yeah i have we have a great time and we're obviously not going anywhere we're just like we just were like, well, I feel really burnt out right now. I need a minute. <laughs> we're going to recoup and we're going to come back and we're going to hit you guys with 110%. And it's just going to be a blast. Yes. And so I'm excited. Bear with us. Like we said, Macy-centric summer. I'm coming back to you in July, third week in July, with another episode for the public Patreons. You will be getting this episode early and you will be getting your own episode at the end of June. So be on the lookout for that. Um, and yeah, we have something, we have some backlog work to do and we have some spooky things to go do. So we're excited to share those experiences with you because honestly, like what's life without going and experiencing some shit? Honestly, I'm 
27 years old and i'm like i need to go especially after everything that's just happened with covid and like the country literally shutting down to the point where i remember the beginning thinking it looked fucking post-apocalyptic like Like you would look at like times square and there'd be like nobody i remember i my commute to work was 45 minutes and i worked in an essential business so when everything shut down i still had to go to work and i just remember my 45 minute commute became like 20 to 30 minutes because there was just no people there no was no traffic like, no traffic i would drive past stores and all these businesses and just it was terrifying and to see the world coming back around is just it's exciting and it just makes you realize like how short life is exactly and, and it, it it does and we like started this podcast because that's this was something we've always wanted to do i've always mm-hmm. wanted to do it and nicole had wanted to do it previously as well exactly and when we came together, we were just like, we both like true crime. Let's do that. We can talk for like an hour. not? <laughs> <laughs> we can talk for an hour about true crime. Let's do it. <laughs> so, like, this has been such an outlet for us, especially during COVID. And, you know, we just love doing this. And we just want to be able to experience some of these things that we've talked about. Coffee runs, spooky yeah. ghost hunts. And, like, I share these things with you because, like, it's something that we have wanted to make the podcast into that just hasn't happened yet because we've been busy so um we have those things in the works and um we're gonna keep you guys updated with everything and you guys know everything you guys like literally know everything (laughs) (laughs) we don't hide much no we don't hide things like like sending that message like last month was really really hard and it was. was so sad but like honestly i needed it Mm-hmm. And like having that break has been like a blessing. Yes. And it has made it so that like we come back to this podcast fresh and ready and just happy and excited and excited to so like excited continue. So thank you just for being the awesome listeners that you are. And that's it. That's my rant. <laughs> Period. Done. Period. End. Done. End of story. That's we love you. <laughs> I'm an awkward being. That's all. I, that's all I have. To say. Okay. <laughs> okay. We love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>